Mulibwanji Kulampurla. Every week we will share things happening in Malawi to keep you updated on the most important stuff. Let's start with a little refresher. Plenty of Malawians are frustrated to hear that the five Malawian athletes who have been selected to participate in this year's Olympics would be escorted by 12 officials from Malawi, including the Minister of Sports, Ulemo Msangama, and the Director of Sports, Jameson Ndalama. The 12 were expected to escort the five athletes as their entourage. In the latest development, Olympic organizers announced on Thursday, the 8th of July, that no spectators would be allowed at the Games in light of the spread of COVID-19 Delta variant in Japan, where the Games will be held from the 23rd of July through the 8th of August. This development comes as the five athletes will be leaving the country this Saturday, the 17th of July for Tokyo, and now begs the question, what will the 12 officials be doing in Japan? Some individuals have taken to social media to make jokes about the delegation with statements such as, they want to watch the games on TV in Japan. Let's give them the benefit of the doubt, though. Malawian Olympic Committee President Japi Mhango did say the delegation had a role to play. Perhaps this role does not hinge on attending the Olympics. We'll see what they've got on that one. Earlier this month, Malawian Parliament passed a labor relations amendment bill, which gives employers the right to deduct wages of striking employees should they strike for more than three days. The bill was viewed by the opposition and general public as the government's way of stopping the citizenry from exercising its right to strike and take industrial action. On Tuesday, the 13th of July, the Human Rights Consultative Committee joined calls for President Chakwera not to assent to the Labor Relations Act. On Wednesday, the 14th of July, Deputy Minister of Labor Vera Kamtukule held a press briefing to clarify the bill, stating her ministry held consultation meetings with various stakeholders, including the Malawi Congress of Trade Unions, MCTU, and the Employers Consultative Association of Malawi, ECAM. Those meetings did not afford consensus on all topics, including minimum wage, Employers did not want the government to increase the minimum wage, but the government did. Kamtukule said the meeting encouraged dialogue between employers and employees on labor disagreements, yoo-hoo, and continued cynically that the deduction of wages from striking workers does not take away the employee's right to strike. In a bid to express their concerns prior to the demonstrations set to be held in Lilongwe, Blantyre, Zomba, and Suzu on Thursday, the 13th of July, the MTCU met with President Chakwera on Wednesday to plead with the president not to assent to the bill. The president assured the body the bill will not be assented to until thorough consultations are complete, a response that has led the MTCU to cancel its demonstrations, stating they are still pending dialogue and they are satisfied their concerns are being addressed. In other news, the Tonsay Alliance administration is once again under fire for nepotism after President Chakwera appointed his daughter, Violet, as the country's diplomat in Brussels, Belgium. Violet Chakwera is the president's second-born child and is among several appointees who are undergoing training in readiness for their posts. Her appointment came after Vice President Solos Chilima's mother-in-law, Margaret Kamoto, was appointed as Malawi's High Commissioner to Zambia. This is concerning for Malawians who are sensing a pattern by the president who, before becoming head of state, railed against nepotism. His son-in-law, Sean Capondeni, is the director of communications at the State House, while Roy Kachale, who is the son of former President Joyce Banda, is also a Tonsay Alliance leader, was appointed to Chakwera's cabinet. 
Human Rights Defense Coalition is condemning the appointment of the president's daughter, citing it as an example of the Tonsay Alliance's growing nepotism. The HRDC also said the Tonsay Alliance was using the same template of nepotism and discrimination the former government DPP used. Former President Bingo Mutarika appointed his daughter Dua as a diplomat at the Malawi Consulate in Johannesburg, South Africa, and again in September 2008 with his uncle Charles Namandwe's appointment as Malawi's ambassador to China. The president has yet to speak on the matter, but let's hope he starts sticking to the pledge he made in his aggressive fight against nepotism and nepotistic tendencies before the election. While Malawians were mourning what is being called the Human Rights Defenders Coalition, captured by the state, the activist group is applauding its members, namely Billy Mayaya, Luke Tembo, Happy Mhango, and McDonald Sambareka. They were among those appointed by President Lazarus Chakweta on Wednesday, the 7th of July, and Thursday, the 8th of July, to serve in foreign missions across the world. HRDC chairperson Gift Trapens said the group's mandate and mission will not be affected by the appointment of its now former members as diplomats. He said, quote, while they understand the concerns and appreciate the apparent apprehension among Malawians, HRDC will remain steadfast in its quest to hold government accountable in ensuring transparent and accountable democracy in Malawi, end quote. The HRDC gained prominence in its fight against the rights abuses during the Peter Mutarika administration when Lazarus Chakweta was in opposition. After Chakweta became president, he appointed the HRDC chairperson, Timothy Mutambo, as minister to the newly created Ministry of Unity and Civic Education, something Malawians felt was political appeasement. Is this a case of annihilating the militant rights body, as speculated by Nyasa Times barely a month ago? Is it a political reward, as per social media commentary? What's your take? We'd love to hear it. University of Malawi students in Zomba have staged a protest to force school authorities to suspend online learning, citing internet challenges. In a petition served to the school administration on Wednesday, the 14th of July, students are demanding their online classes be suspended until they are given data bundles by the administration to aid in their learning process. They have also bemoaned the low coverage of Wi-Fi in their school, which has led to enormous expenses for the students as they resort to using their own data bundles. They have urged the authorities to strike a deal with mobile service providers to make platforms like Google Meet freely accessible to students and to also expand the coverage of Wi-Fi on campus. Online learning was given as an alternative to learning for university students due to the COVID-19 pandemic. The student's complaint comes roughly two months after social media was awash with the hashtag data must fall campaign, which bemoaned the cost of mobile data in Malawi, which is the most expensive in the world at a rate of $27.41 per one gigabyte against nine cents per one gigabyte in India, which is the lowest in the world, according to a study which was conducted by the Visual Capitalist early this year. The study also cited that there is a 30,000% difference between the cheapest and most expensive in the world. New COVID-19 vaccines are en route to Malawi. Minister of Health Kumbize Kandodo Chiponda announced on Saturday, the 10th of July, the country will receive 192,000 doses of AstraZeneca vaccine. And on Thursday, the 15th of July, statistics show there is a lower rate of infection for those who have received their vaccine, 
approximately 11% for those who receive the first injection, 4% for those who receive both doses. They also reveal that the new infection rates are 81% for those who have not had the vaccine. On Tuesday, the 13th of July, the World Health Organization announced African countries, including Malawi, will now have access to the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine, which can be stored at normal freezing temperatures for 30 days. This means Malawi will now have access to AstraZeneca, Johnson Johnson, and Pfizer vaccines. It's a great development as Malawi has to dispose of 20,000 expired vaccines just last month. With 18 days left before expiration, Malawi managed to administer nearly 90% of those vaccines to the population despite several hindrances such as misinformation, limited access to vaccine sites, among others. Here's hoping this round goes much more smoothly. Musician Patience Namadingo said in a statement on his Facebook page, that he is permanently relocating to Zambia as he is hated by most Malawians. Part of his post reads, quote, imagine being hated by most of your people and being very loved by God. What success can do in a jealousy infested place? It's time to go to Zambia permanently. The negative energy here is too much, end quote. Reports indicate that his move was triggered by a poll where singer Wansimus was voted as the most creative artist in the country as compared to Namadingo, a decision which the Nama fans are deeming immature. Other people who commented on the post assume the vocalist has lost his direction after parting ways with his longtime manager, Peter Masunda, who resigned last, last month to focus on other aspects of his career, according to a statement made on his Facebook page. Namadingo recently came under fire on social media after claiming that he is better than Tay Grin, a move that urban music lovers deemed pompous. Speaking of Tay Grin, there were ululations this past week across Malawi when it was reported the rapper who is also known as the Nyau King had become the first Malawian rapper to have a billboard in Times Square in New York, New York, USA. Entertainment news site Malawi Rap Battles and Entertainment called Tegrin out, however, stating in a post that they made on Facebook that there has never been a billboard of any Malawian artist in Times Square in New York. PR professional Ten May also commented on the issue, stating that most artists who had been featured in Times Square had been there through Spotify and that Tegrin had few listeners on the platform to gain him such a claim. Now being dubbed Nyao Liar, it is believed the performer used Upwork and Fiverr to make the billboard himself. To substantiate the claims, Malawians on social media have started creating Times Square billboards of themselves and other Malawian artists. Tegrin's loyalists still contend there's not enough evidence to prove that he indeed lied to the nation. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening. We want to know about what you love about living in Malawi, what drives you crazy about it, other Malawi-related stuff, what you want to know more about. You can write us a review in your preferred podcast platform or send us an email at podcast at Rorschach.com. Pitani bueno. Bueno.